Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is an ancient plant-based medicine that simultaneously heals and energizes the body as it soothes the mind. Making fine tea is a blend of artistry and craftsmanship. The $200 billion tea trade is fundamentally local, yet exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Holiday retail cheer is spreading into the new year. Expanding value addition in the tea lands. And Australian tea masters will manage World Tea Academy. Plus, artificial intelligence generative AI is shifting the focus from brands to individuals in a dynamic, interconnected environment, writes TasteWise, an Israeli-based food and beverage market research company that observes and analyzes billions of individual online choices, product reviews, videos, photos, and conversations that lead to purchase decisions. These behaviors describe trends with data-driven precision. Today's guest is TasteWise Marketing Communications Manager, Lee Brimer, who mined terabytes of data to share insightful tea, food, and beverage trends for 2024. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. The retail tea industry ended 2023 with a strong fourth quarter as consumers spread holiday cheer, spending big on gifts, meals, and apparel. Consumer confidence in the U.S. rallied both in-store and online. Consumers set a new holiday online shopping record. MasterCard reports that U.S. retail sales rose by 3.1%, falling short of the 3.7% predicted in September and far less than the 7.6% rise during the 2022 holiday season. Still, in-store sales rose 2.2% year-over-year, and sales in grocery stores reached $19.1 billion, fourth among the top five retail categories. 
in-person dining powered a 7.8% jump in restaurant spending. According to Adobe Analytics, consumers spent $221 billion online, a 4.9% increase compared to 2022. Heavy discounting lowered average prices by 5.3% for sales from November 1st to December 31st, according to Adobe. But online spending was driven higher by increased demand, not higher prices. Sales averaged $4 billion per day from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday, up 8%, totaling $38 billion. During the 60 days beginning November 1st, sales topped $4 billion per day for a record 11 days. Mobile shopping overtook desktop purchases this year for the first time, with smartphones accounting for 52% of online sales on average and 59% of sales on Thanksgiving Day, according to Adobe Analytics. Consumer surveys found the overwhelming majority of U.S. consumers were tapping the brakes lightly, limiting holiday spending, with 80% saying they plan to keep total spending under $5,000, and 49% saying they plan to spend less than $1,000 on holiday gifts, according to market research Saligo. The lead analyst at Adobe Digital Insights writes that, quote, the 2023 holiday shopping season began with a lot of uncertainty as consumers shifted their spending to services while dealing with rising costs across different facets of their lives. However, the record online spending across Cyber Week shows the impact that discounts can have on consumer demand, especially with quality products that drove a lot of impulse shopping, end quote. Business Insight T-Biz will post its 2024 market forecast next week. The sectors experiencing high growth include low ABV tea and ready-to-drink tea, which is expected to reach $30 billion in sales worldwide. Bubble tea and herbal infusions are also reporting strong growth that will carry into the new year. Bagged and Luke's Leaf tea segments, particularly black tea, show signs of maturity, growing in non-tea-producing countries, but flat in highly developed countries. Dry weather, alternating with floods and blizzards, suggests that El Nino will lower yields in 2024. Domestic consumption in producing countries is accelerating, Exports are flat as prices continue to fall. Full-year auction prices in 2023 were 9.6% lower than in 2022, according to EIU. Year-over-year global sales of all tea exported from all countries was $7.87 billion in 2022, the same as in 2018 according to the International Trade Center. Year-end totals for 2023 are unavailable 
but unlikely to reverse the trend. Developed countries earn billions of dollars transforming tea and other commodities into packaged goods. Germany, for example, generates 5.4 billion euros annually, that's about 6 billion U.S. dollars, from processing tea and coffee. That is why India, Sri Lanka, Kenya, and Tanzania, among other tea-producing countries, are investing in infrastructure and free trade zones to process tea. West Bengal in India announced this week that it wants to build a 10 to 12-acre tea blending, packaging, export, and logistics hub at the port in Kolkata. Quote, the much-needed facilities for value addition would be located near the port gateway at Belagarth, end quote, say government officials. The state and port trust proposed to acquire and develop the property into an economic development zone modeled on the highly successful Dubai Multi-Commodity Center, the UAE's largest free trade zone. Total investment is estimated at $52 million to develop what will be a 900-acre free trade zone industrial area. The port plans to expand its cargo capacity in the next few years to 115 million metric tons. Construction of a similar facility is underway near the Mombasa Tea Auction in Kenya, and last month the newly launched Tanzania Tea Auction began operations at a warehouse complex in Dar es Salaam designed to add value to tea ship from neighboring countries, including Uganda, Rwanda, and the Congo. In December, the Avocada Institute in Sri Lanka published a report that described the, the declining competitiveness of the Sri Lankan tea industry as an example of shifting competitive advantages in agribusiness. Quote, Increasing competition from countries such as Kenya, India, and Indonesia have resulted in reduced market share and low prices in the international market, end quote. The report's authors caution that statistics show, quote, that the most mass market consumption of Ceylon tea, with the help of the supermarket discount culture, occurs in the West's advanced economies. For example, 59% of tea imported into the United Kingdom in 2021 came from Kenya, purchased at an average $2.20 per kilo, far below the premium for Ceylon tea. Moreover, 45% of tea imported into the United States came from Argentina, purchased at an average of $1.24 per kilo, even lower than the average premium for Ceylon tea. These figures show that the common perception of advanced economies as the ideal destinations for Ceylon tea to earn higher premiums is not necessarily founded on reason. The truth is that the highest prices for tea in the international mass market exist in the developing countries to which Sri Lanka already caters. End quote. Download the 138-page report free of charge at avocado.org or the TBIS website.
to expand the World Tea Academy Education Hub. The collaboration will include a new website, improving flexibility for completing classes, and the ability to enroll in on-demand classes. There will be limited in-person classes in select locations. Australian Tea Master CEO Sharon Johnston launched the organization in 2011 to promote the art, culture, and knowledge of tea. The goal was to build a community of tea lovers and professionals who value and understand the excellence of high-quality teas and the tea farmers who produce them, said Johnston. Quote, Our unwavering dedication to providing tea education has always been at the core of our mission. Through this collaboration, we anticipate expanding our reach and available resources. This partnership marks a landmark moment for us, offering an extraordinary opportunity to showcase our deep commitment to tea education on a global stage. End quote. Tim McLucas, vice president and market leader of the Bar and Restaurant Group at Questex, described the collaboration as ideal. Quote, Australian Tea Masters is uniquely positioned to support the growing demand for online tea education, plus provide new opportunities for professionals to meet and learn in person and connect face-to-face with the tea community, end quote. The Australian Tea Masters online platform is at the forefront of tea education, said Johnston. Quote, we are fully committed to continually enriching our range of courses to bring our expertise to a respected platform for tea education, welcoming tea enthusiasts and professionals from all corners of the globe to engage in a rich, dynamic learning environment, end quote. Business Insight World Tea Academy offered online classes conducted by an in-house staff led by Lisa Bolt Richardson for a decade, ending last fall. The cost to become a certified tea specialist was approximately $2,100, which included six three-week basic courses. Tea Masters offers certified diplomas in cupping starting at 497 Australian dollars, about 350 US. A blending course costs 697, about 465 US, with certificates available for blending tea mastery and tea sommelier. The newly launched World Tea Academy website offers foundation courses from $85 US and core and advanced courses from 285 to 295 US each. Next, Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports this week's India Tea News. India Tea News for the week ending January 5th, 2024. We are off to a busy start with food safety standards Coming up in the context of tea. Based on the recommendations of the Food Safety Standards of India, the Tea Board has just announced a ban on 20 pesticides used in tea cultivation. And the ban was because it was unclear whether these pesticides were suited for tea. As recently as October 2023, the Food Safety Standards of India and the Tea Board held a meeting with stakeholders in the industry, focusing on the need for greater safety in tea. Discussion centered on residue levels adulteration of flavored teas, and the need for greater compliance with safety standards. 
And this recent announcement comes following the, this meeting. And as next steps, awareness campaigns are being planned to help farmers meet pesticide use and tea safety regulations. Kolkata could well see a dedicated tea hub soon if all goes as, as planned. The Telegraph has reported that the Bengal government plans a dedicated tea hub in Kolkata, similar to the DMCCT Center in Dubai. The hub is planned to promote value addition of tea ports, domestic and export markets. The lands being leased from the port authorities and will likely have warehouses and state-run units for blending and packaging. There will also be a lab for testing to support compliance requirements for exported tea. And at the moment, land to set up this facility has been identified by the government. And lastly, Assam is in the news because the government is considering declassifying plantations for industrial use. Media reports have said that the Assam government wants plans to declassify tea garden land to include industrial activities. And currently, tea estates are taken on long-term lease from the state government and are restricted in how and what they can be used for. If the land is reclassified, it's expected to encourage greater economic development. Discussions are ongoing and what will emerge as a final decision and its impact on the Assam tea industry is yet to be seen. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and I founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's nepalteacollective.com. Or just send me an email at nish, N-I-S-H, at nepalteacollective.com. Cheers. Artificial intelligence, uh, generative AI, is shifting the focus from brands to individuals in a dynamic, interconnected environment, writes TasteWise, an Israel-based food and beverage market research company that observes and analyzes billions of individual online choices, product reviews, videos, photos, and conversations that lead to purchase decisions. These behaviors describe trends with data-driven precision. Today's guest is TasteWise Marketing Communication Manager, Lee Brimer, who mined terabytes of data to share insightful tea, food, and beverage trends for 2024. Lee Brimer joined TasteWise as a Food and Beverage Insights Advisor in 2022, advancing to Senior Consumer Insights Consultant before he was named Marketing Communications Manager last fall. A Queen's University graduate in economics and music performance, he worked for eight years in sales and marketing at Steam Whistle Brewing in Vancouver, British Columbia. In 2018, he took two years to travel the world, learning and earning his way until he was forced to shelter during COVID-19. 
he chose Israel to settle. Lee explains that human-centered AI enables client companies, including Tata, PepsiCo, Kellogg's, Campbell's, Mars, Shabani, and McCain, to capture and distill insights to make informed decisions, develop innovative strategies, and secure a competitive advantage. Our conversation today draws on a 52-page report, Flavor Beyond Intuition, Top Flavor and Ingredient Trends for 2024. The report is available online at no charge. Thank you, Lee, for joining us to share your bounty of beverage trends for the new year. Pleasure to be here, Dan. Let's talk about some of the emerging and evolving beverage trends that you've discovered with your consumer research. When it comes to trends in general, we're not just looking at beverage, we're looking at food too. And the cool part of that is that you see a lot of crossover. So for example, some of the exciting stuff we're seeing around some flavor trends coming from Southeast Asia, we'll see that manifest in certain categories where consumers really like to experiment with their, with their flavors. Two really big ones are, of course, the dessert category for that little, you know, sweet treat at the end of a meal, but also, of course, in the non-alcoholic beverage category, like teas is a great example where people can have that easy access to uh, try a new flavor they might have never tried before. Growth in 2023 in the flavored malt beverage segment has been remarkable. ABVTs have displaced hard cider and lemonade as FMB category leaders. Bottle teas are among the top-selling products in the light alcohol category in the United States. One tea brand has already fortified its tea to 8% ABV. I've also noticed the emergence of low-alcohol natural-based herbal infusions. What I can tell you is when consumers are looking for alcoholic beverages, and even that can be low um, ABV, they're, they're looking for more natural ingredients. They're looking to avoid some of those, you know, artificial sugars or, you know, preservatives, things like that. And of course, tea itself is a great solution for that. Laxman Narasimhan, the new CEO at Starbucks, is an Indian-American chai lover. During an earnings call last fall, he credited Chai for single-handedly helping the company achieve record sales in the beverage category. He speculated that fall-inspired Chai with apple brown sugar would erode sales of the pumpkin spice Chai, but in fact, it was additive. Chai is an example of the South Asian flavor trends that you cited. It is. Uh, I know it well from my time in India. Now, um, what, what I think is interesting is if for, for me, coming from the larger food trend perspective, I like to know why this is happening, right? And what I mean by that is what's, what are the motivations that consumers have that are driving, let's say, their point of purchase moment of trying something new for them, which might manifest as a chai at a big, at a big chain, you know? Now, for, for me, this is when I dive into the research, and this is the stuff that people are talking about, they're sharing about, but they might not even realize they're talking about. So, for example, discussions when it comes to tea and chai specifically are up a, almost 12% year over year when it comes to the taste of sweet, and almost 5% year over year when it comes to the taste of spicy. People are looking for that combination of that spice, that sweet, 
And whether, again, they know that that means having like a South Indian flavored chai or not, this is what consumers are looking for. So chai really hits the nail on the head as that option for consumers that want that sweetness, but they also want a little bit of spiciness. Now, maybe they've never tried chai before, but chai answers those uh, those needs. So it, it's that kind of perfect segue. So I, I'd be interested to hear from you, Dan, if, um, if it does surpass those other drinks in the category. Chai is the perfect crossover to tea for coffee drinkers at McDonald's newly launched drive through beverage chain. McDonald's opened the first Cosmics location in Chicago with more to follow. Cosmics is competing with the Starbucks initiative to build several thousand beverage-focused drive throughs designed to speed up online orders with pickup locations offering extensive drink customization, including refillable cups, but with limited snacks. The Cosmic menu includes several flavored iced teas and lemonades, a sour cherry energy burst, a berry hibiscus sourade, popping pear slush, an island pick-me-up punch, and a blueberry ginger boost. I want to say first that um, when it comes to experimentation in flavor in general, people, the majority of people aren't really willing to go too far away from what they know. They want a taste of something new. They want that sense of adventure, that sense of exoticism, but often aren't willing to, you know, pay money for something that they're not sure is in line with what they're looking for. Majority, of course, right? So that example, when you said the, the pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, right? Or the apple crumble. People, whether they know it or not, they relate in their, you know, taste buds that to spice, right? That comes as right. the spice in there. There's the cinnamon, the cardamom, maybe in the case, or the nutmeg. So that's really where it comes in. So I think that that was uh, really well said. Um, and that's a great point when it comes to marketing, right? You can have a flavor or a kind of tea, like it's a uh, hoicha that's coming out of Japan. We're seeing some trends around uh, hoicha. It's like a green tea. It's just, it's prepared and roasted a specific way. That might be something that consumers don't know about. And it's would be a big risk and probably a miss for a big brand to adopt something like that. But if they use that kind of tea and label it or brand it as something much closer to home, like a matcha or something that people already know about, it might answer all those briefs together. I know several energy bursts and boosts and pick-me-ups on the Cosmics menu. Yeah, it's, uh, energy drinks are another great example of how uh, consumers are manifesting their search for functional health. We've seen this huge trend where consumers are demanding more from their food and beverage. And whereas traditionally, and maybe this is just the marketing, the major drinks in uh, for energy drinks have been non-natural energy drinks, consumers now are not willing to sacrifice things like caffeine, health, fitness, weight management, brain function, kind of natural elements to, to let's say, health and wellness for energy. People want both. They want their energy and to also have, you know, increased natural brain function or have increased vitamins that they're consuming. Um, so essentially the question is, why are people turning to natural energy drinks? What, what claims are they looking to, to answer? And something that I want to 
point out is we have seen continued growth in this category. Um, people are looking for energy drinks, not just for the, let's say, raw energy of it, but they're also looking um, for it for enjoyment and experience. For example, we're seeing a big rise in relating to energy drinks um, for mood boosting and nostalgia and claims like exoticism are on the rise too. So um, people are looking for not only functional health benefits out of their energy drinks, but they're also looking to satisfy experiences as well. The business world is using AI more because you can act more confidently with detailed information. In the 2024 Trends Report, TasteWise CEO Alon Chin writes that, quote, consumer behaviors continue to evolve influenced by changing lifestyles, diverse health needs, and a culture of expectation for on-demand food access, end quote. What is troubling is that companies responsible for creating the world's food spend an exorbitant sum on third-party agency execution, an astounding $60 billion marked for this purpose, accompanied by an 89% failure rate of new product launches each year, he said. Consumers, we say a lot. We don't always act on it, right? What right. is that kind of middle ground between what people say and what people do? So um, I, I tend to break things down when it comes to consumer motivations, like uh, what really drives purchasing behavior into a couple different categories. Um, you have your, you know, dominating claims, the ones that are like always going to remain important to people. You have your kind of emerging claims, the ones that are like growing, showing promise, worth tracking, but, but they're, um, and, and they're, they're worthwhile looking into. And then you have your unique claims and unique ones are ones that maybe are showing a lot of growth but are pretty small in terms of how consumers are talking about them. So it's something you want to monitor, but maybe if you're a bigger brand, not, not quite act on yet. Um, so an example I like to use is the word tasty or delicious. Consumers are always going to care about delicious or tasty when it comes to their food and beverage. That doesn't mean that in your marketing or your or your decision making process on what what flavors you should put in your beverage that you should just go for taste because that's always going to be important to people another one that's i i put as more emerging is sustainability sustainability big conversation a lot of um both cross categorical at least in the food and beverage space um applications um but it's less important than something like taste. People wouldn't sacrifice their taste just to be sustainable. Again, generalizing, right? Um, and then another factor that really, really drives, of course, consumers is price. So when it comes to sustainability, um, how much are people willing to pay for something more sustainable? Even if, let's say, we can prove it, okay? Which is, that's uh, maybe a whole other discussion. Now, how we look at it at TasteWise is understanding where these conversations are happening. A typical way that, let's say, research companies, traditional research companies, uh, understand consumer preferences is by methods like a focus group or a, or a survey or a tasting panel, right? Very traditional, um, I could almost argue a, um, a part of every single large company's research process bringing a new product to market. Now, if someone were to ask me, 
how many times I exercise a week, I would probably lie to them. I would say how many times I want to exercise a week. If people ask me how many times I eat ice cream before bed a week, I probably wouldn't tell, I'd probably tell them less than I do. So what I'm trying to say here is that uh, as a method of understanding people, there is a value to something like a focus group or, or a survey, but there really is a lot of human error in that collection method. What we do at TasteWise, which I think is a little bit interesting to answer your question, is we're looking at open source online data at scale. So instead of asking 100 people, what is your favorite tea from this list of seven, which by the way, might completely not even have as an option the one that's their favorite, we look at billions of conversations across the web. So we're looking at sources, image and video driven sources like Instagram or TikTok, um, online, Google reviews, Yelp, restaurant menus, all different sources, recipes, people where people are into um where people are talking about and consuming food and beverage online. And what we do is we use our AI to go through all of that and give you the answer. So it's never, let's say, for example, how important is sustainability for tea? Uh, and those 200 people answer the question, it's let's look at every single mention online of tea and sustainability together in the same post, in the same recipe, on the same menu item, not in different parts of a report where they're, they're probably not correlated, but in the same sentence or where we're able to capture that from an, an image or an, or an audio or a certification. And let's amalgamate that together. So the long of it is we need to answer these questions about what is the difference between you know people's preferences and people's behaviors by looking at data at scale and by looking at it without bias. That's an exciting approach. How do you assess tea growth in the year ahead? I'm always excited about tea as, on a personal note. I think that these days, the category of tea is really mature. It's not growing hugely. So it's going to be about how you capitalize and win that space within the tea category. Consumers are demanding more benefits from their food and drink. Gone are the days when we can brand something as being healthy or unhealthy. Consumers aren't just looking for health. Consumers are looking for hair and skin health. They're looking for hormone health, women's health. Specific claims, health-driven claims are on the rise. And conversations and mention of generic health are on the decline. Now, don't get me wrong, Dan. This doesn't mean that people are not interested in health anymore, especially when it comes to their beverages. It just means people are looking for more specific health claims. What we've seen over the last year, actually actually over the last two years, is an increase in conversations around women's health. And what I mean by that is it can be, you know, a, a wide term like women's health, but more aptly, it's things like hormone health, menopause, menstrual cycle, fertility, postpartum, really specific health claims, which at least in the West have not been talked about by the public for a long time. They've been considered taboo. Now, we're seeing these conversations not only increase, but that people are turning to food and beverage to find answers for these. They're looking for brands to call out the functional health needs that they're looking for. 
Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Produced by Atavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.